Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Rundown. I am your host, Ginger, and as always, my partner in crime, the big stick is here, Jason. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, it's been another interesting week. Um, we, uh, Jackson's team, we had our first outdoor practice, our town ball team, so I got to get the coach's hat back on and nice. got to get the boys outside, have a little fun, and... Uh, do some work. It was good. It was a good time. Nice. So uh, this will probably be my last rundown appearance for like two <laughs> months. But uh, it's good to be here. No, um, yeah, no, it's been it's been okay. Nothing nothing too too crazy. Uh, normal stuff in my life. So I did find out I'm on uh, work from home till mid June. So oh, why? <laughs> why? That's so bad. Yeah, it's all right. I don't mind it. Yeah. Gets me through baseball season, so I don't have to rush from the uh, office to the field. It's like right down the street, so it makes it a little bit easier. Well, that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. But you're gonna be like dying to like go to work at this point. Um, as dumb as that sounds, but like you know, socialize with coworkers in person and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. There's definitely an aspect of that, and I feel like it'll be like the first week. will be like, oh, this is this is nice, and then I'll be like, all right, I'm ready to go back to working from home. Um, <laughs> No, but I mean, like, I, you know, and, and the one thing I think some of us, at least in my situation, can take from this whole thing is that I've really appreciated the fact that I've gotten to spend more time with my son just mm-hmm. working from home. Um, so that's been sort of a silver lining of all of this is getting to see him a little bit more frequently. Oh, that's good. During the day and stuff. And go have spend lunch with him every day and yeah. That stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, all right. I've had enough of you. I'm going to go do my thing. <laughs> no, Ginger, I actually like my kid. Oh, hey, What's going hey, on hey, over don't here? be fucking <laughs> saying that shit. But no, like, every, all, all parents deal with that where they're like, all right, I need a little break from the kid. Yeah. All yeah, parents. from time for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, I'm not saying like, ah, oh, you know, I want to fucking get away from here for the rest of my life. But, you know, just a day, maybe, to yourself. Yeah. I mean, me being home, you know, with two children. Well, see, I, I, I work downstairs in the man cave, and he mm. does school upstairs. So we we do have some... You get a little separation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's good, though. Yeah, nice. it helps. Yeah, 
course. Because if you so do, we're, uh, go ahead. Well, and, and I am as of tomorrow one week away from my second vaccination. So nice. Uh, looking forward to developing my superpowers soon, and uh, you know, being able to uh, move on a little bit from things. Absolutely. Yeah, I got uh, I think two weeks. The fourteenth of next month is when I'm going for my second dose. So that'll be interesting to see. Because I've heard that the second one, the day after, is when you feel like absolute dog shit. Yeah, I've heard I've heard both sides of that. So my mm-hmm. mom actually got her second shot today. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how she's doing tomorrow. I'll check in on her. But, yeah. um, but the fun thing for me, at least uh, as of now, is that Sunday – uh, we're scheduled for Jackson to have his first game of the season. So oh, uh, it's been a long winter, missing watching him play, and uh, AAU's back. And we're supposed to have a really nasty rainstorm that day, so I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not. But mm. fingers crossed, uh, we're all very much looking forward to that. Nice, nice. Get yeah, you, yeah. Get, get some nice sun outside as long as it doesn't rain. Exactly. Because you know, uh, I actually. Took my kids outside on, I think it was Tuesday, for a little while, because it was fucking beautiful out, and boy, it felt good to not be sitting in the house covered in three blankets because I'm fucking freezing my ass off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was really nice today, 70, mm-hmm. yeah, 72 at one point when I was out. Yep, yeah, I think here it hit about 70 was the high for today, and I was like, yes, thank you, Lord, it's about fucking time, so... I don't. I don't think we have any super cold days left. But hey, I think we, next week we're going to be back into the uh, high forties. So, oh, well, that, that's that's better than the thirties. So true, very true. Uh, but then again, we did get an April Fool's snowstorm before, so you know it could fucking still happen. And that's when I will just be not available to the world because I'll just be. And sorrows, because I hate snow and the cold. But yet, I live in New England and have my entire life. I've tried to move. <laughs> exactly. a few, I've tried to move a few times, but it always fell through. But um, on my end, an interesting event occurred today. So oh. we had to put gates up for the kids because there's sets of stairs and um we don't want the kids playing on the stairs and stuff and so i normally when we leave the house because my dad has two dogs or we have two dogs here so we normally leave the gate open, one of the gates open uh so they can go up and down the stairs so the wife got out a little early but i still had to go to the bank and stuff do some errands and i was only gone for 40 minutes and my wife's calling, and she's like, oh, my God, something happened. I was like, what the fuck happened? Don't tell me something happened. Just tell me happened. Uh, one of the dogs, uh, she's Sharpay, Shaggy, she, um, she'll she sometimes pull the gate open with her teeth. And apparently, the gate would not open for her. Uh, she broke one of her canine teeth. Oof. And... Um, Completely ripped out another, and her fa- there was blood all over the fucking place, uh, blood all over her face, Oof. and it was 
fucking bad. And then she's doing like the panting because she's like, holy fuck, what did I just fucking do to myself? And <sighs> I've seen you do that after matches sometimes. Oh my god, pant. No, no. I, I had pretty good stamina in the ring. Too bad it doesn't go elsewhere. But, uh, <laughs> ah, beat you to it. So, <laughs> so you're not Akira Tozawa. No, so I'm, I'm not the stamina monster at all. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, it was fucked up because, like, the, my wife obviously cleaned it up and fucking she picked the fucking teeth up and put them on a fucking napkin. Mm. Literally, the whole fucking root of the fucking tooth was yes. right there. Like, she cracked the canine in half <laughs> and then ripped out one and then ch- uh, chipped a couple other ones. That shit's expensive for a dog, too. A thousand bucks. Yep. Uh, she's an Thank old God dog. for that stimmy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, she's an older dog. Sharpays normally only live till nine, ten years old. She is. Yeah. She actually just turned thirteen on St. Patrick's. Yeah, I think Day. you mentioned that a couple weeks yeah. ago. Um. So she's she's up there for dog years. Uh, but you know, she's still fucking chugging along and she came home after the vet and she was just kind of like, all right, that sucked. I'm going to try my best not to do that again. And, uh, she seems, you know, she's, she's tired, but you know, she's, she's okay. Thankfully. Cause I think my dad will, that's my dog. That's my dad's baby. Yeah. Like full on, like he caters to her better <laughs> and this is awful to say, but he caters to her better than he catered to my mom when my mom was still with us. <laughs> like, and my mom, my mom always bits about it. You fucking spoil her more than you fucking spoil me into the shit. But yeah, hey, that's his baby. Like, that's like a fucking Corvette to a sixty-year-old man. Right. So. I gotcha. But uh, yeah, he's he he was a little upset about it. But, you know, he brought her the vet, and he kind of calmed himself down. I I purchased him some Chinese food for dinner to kind of say, sorry, we have two crazy fucking kids that play on stairs, and we had to put up gates, and the dog's tooth ripped out. So hopefully that kind of, you know, patches that little hole in that bridge there. <laughs> but um, besides that, uh, yeah, that's... That well, was, uh, I can't help but notice that you're wearing a Bruins jersey. Did you happen to catch the game tonight? Uh, I did not. Okay, my, do you know my, what tonight was? Uh, no. Tonight was the first night that fans were allowed back oh, in the TD Garden. Oh, shit. I did not. Yeah, yeah. I did not realize that. But yeah. kind of yeah. weird considering they just had COVID protocol uh, cancel three or four of their games. Yeah. A little weird there, but... Well, they got a few of those guys back today, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, it was the first time all season they've had any issues, so... Uh, yeah, we, the, the games that we've missed is because of other teams prior to this, but, I mean, I think everybody's okay, I would think. Otherwise, I think they would be like, oh, shit, let's not let people in the fucking building. But awesome, we're we're getting back to a little bit of normalcy, and you know, uh, we we have WrestleMania coming up. I'm, and they're obviously going to have fans there. I'm excited to hear actual crowd reaction instead of WWE 2K20 
sound effects. Well, but but will you? I guess is the question. Well, because well, well, you're talking about twelve percent of a stadium. What I forget what they settled on was it twenty five thousand something like that. Yeah. Um, in a stadium with an open roof. I don't know how much sound you're gonna is gonna carry in there. Oh, they're gonna pump that through the fucking stereo system. Right, they will. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know that you're gonna hear much of a difference from what you've been hearing in the Thunderdome. Yeah. See, I play WWE 2K games, so it's like. I know what the fucking I, I can tell the difference personally just because like I know like it's a, like those fucking yes chants oh my god those piss me off <laughs> it's so bad like it, it's just so bad so I think you'll be able to hear it uh, they're gonna have that place fucking mic'd up so it comes through the PA system right so that's gonna be a nice touch to have like I said a little bit of normalcy back to live events mm-hmm. I think a lot of people you know it. You know, it's it's a big difference. I mean, you can do with hockey. Well, we games. talk all the time, particularly in NXT, like how much this oh, yeah. whole year has really shown us how much a part of the product the fans are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I don't think people completely realized it until it was gone. No. And yeah. Well, that's... And you watch some of those places, like like Impact. I, I happened mm-hmm. to watch some of Impact this week, and uh, they have no fans at all. Oh. They don't have they don't have people. They have nothing. But they're pumping in crowd noise and chants and shit, mm-hmm. and it's like it's really jarring. Like WWE, I remember the Thunderdome has made a bit of a difference because you hear those sounds, but you have faces. You can. Yes. And it's not them making the noise, but you can in your mind connect the two. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you know AEW has fans, and you can so you have that. Um, but having and it's what WWE was doing at one point too, where you have no fans. Oh. WrestleMania. And just crowd noise, and it's it's really awkward. Well, actually, last year's WrestleMania, they didn't even do any fucking pumping. Oh, they did crowd anything. noise no. in WrestleMania. They it's didn't just, do you shit. could hear everything. Oh. So. It was weird. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> very much so. So. Um, but if that's uh, if that's that's going to do it for you, I mean, I don't know, uh, what, do we, what do we got for news? We had a few things uh, pop up. In the last, like, 24, 48 hours, what do we got? Yeah, I just grabbed a few interesting things. First off, uh, we've talked a lot uh, between last week's show and WWE Rundown and now this about this year's WWE Hall of Fame inductions. Uh, This week, we got two new names going into the Hall of Fame. And I know you know them, so I can't really play this fun game with you. But (laughs) uh, Mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, Kane... Is one um not one induction? What is what's the word? Inductee. Sorry, inductee, inductee yeah. into the Hall of Fame this year. That one I can understand. I was former WWE, multiple time WWE champion. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the one of the better big men of all time. Um, he was fucking right. He rest, he he set a lot of fucking records yeah. in that company. All that shit. So, and, so. and as opposed to a guy who's a one time champion and not one of the best big men of all time, the great Kali also <sighs> going in. Um, now I've heard people, and even in our own host thread, say, "Well, if you thought Coco Beware was bad, the great <laughs> Kali is a Hall of Famer." Here's the problem: Kali is a former WWE champion. He reached the pinnacle in that company. Oh God! For better or for worse. I mean, technically, he's a two-time but, champion if you count the time he stole Jinder's title. <laughs> but it's not. It's. He, his career wasn't much. Like, name a spectacular match that he had. Punjabi Prison. That 
he wasn't even that good in that. And it was his own fucking match. The match was cool, but he wasn't cool in it. God, he was fucking terrible in that shit. Like, to the point it was... uh, Who who was it? Was it Orton, the first match? Or Undertaker? Taker, yeah. Taker, yeah. Orton was a gender in the the Punjabi prison. Yeah, and so we had Taker. uh, Who else did he fit? I had it in my head a minute ago. Uh, who else did he have in the put? Uh, Big Show was in one. Um, I think. Big Boss Man. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right, hold on. Let's see what we got. Kennel from Hell match. Oh my God. I think that's the biggest mistake that WWE would like. Well, not the biggest, but I think that's a mistake that they would like to forget about. Um, because I know there wasn't many of them at all. It was, I want to say there's only been like five, maybe, if that. I'm trying to find out where, when did, when was he champion? Oh, 2005, maybe? Um, all right, well, let's... It wasn't that long ago, was it? Oh, yeah, dude. That was a fucking... He was working Trips and Jeff Hardy and Edge. Um, When he fucking... Was going... Was champion. He fought Taker a few times. This was definitely during Ruthless Aggression Area. Era. Not area. Um... I can't... Yeah, he worked Batista as the champion. That's what I was trying to find out. Um, John Cena versus Great Great Khali for the WWE Championship. So it's like 2007. Okay. Oh, two years off. Um, Wow, that's... But still, he... My my personal opinion... Oof, no. not, Not deserving of a Hall of Fame spot. Sorry. Again, when you look at the standard that's been set, it's hard to make the case against him. He wasn't good at all. So neither was the Godfather. Uh, yeah, but he was all gimmick, and he worked his gimmick fucking fantastic. Kali was all gimmick in that he was a big guy. Yeah, but Godfather could get through a match without fucking killing somebody with his hand. The great Kali defeats Tatanka. Oh Holy shit. Is that considered an international incident? It might be. <laughs> Davari and the Great Kali defeat Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. Oh my god, so this is ECWWE days. Yeah. Wow. I still haven't gotten to the point on Cage Match when he wins the title. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I want to see who he defended the title against. World Heavyweight Title Elimination Chamber. I wasn't... Do we really? Batista defeats Kali. Batista's champion. Batista's champion. Batista defeats Great Kali in the Punjabi prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... Batista beat the Great Kali a lot. Yeah. Those are house shows. Hold on. Uh, 
Title change. Batista defeats Rey Mysterio and the Great Kali. Uh, Kane defeats the Great Kali. He lost a lot of title matches. Mm-hmm. But these are house shows, I think, mostly. Wow. So, yeah, it was definitely 2007. Um... Okay, so here's the World Heavyweight Title Battle Royal. Uh, Great Kali wins. That was July 17th, 2007. Then he defeated Batista and Kane in a triple threat match at the Great American Bash. Uh, That's DQ, DQ. Uh, oh, he won it in a battle royal. Yeah, they, no, yeah. I remember that part. I was yeah. trying to figure out when. Uh, World Heavyweight Batista defeats the Great Kali by DQ. It's a house show, house show. So. <laughs> They went. Great oh Kali God. defeats Ric Flair. The Great Kali holds a victory over Ric Flair. <laughs> oh my Motherfucker, God! So you want to talk about the greats? He's a world heavyweight champion who's defeated Ric Flair. So, if that's not Hall of Fame to you, I don't know what is. So he won the championship by a battle royal because Edge had to yeah. give up the title due to injury. So they went the complete opposite direction with the championship. And nobody saw that shit coming now. So is that. Uh, Nobody SummerSlam, wanted to see it coming. That's the problem. SummerSlam 2007, uh, Batista defeated him by DQ. Mm-hmm. He defeated him by DQ a lot. When did the title end? A lot. <laughs> All right, oh so yeah, Batista God. defeated Mysterio and Great Kali in a triple threat match at Elimination Chamber. I bet he pinned fucking Ray. September 16th. So he held the title... July, August, July, August, September. So he held it for three months. Wow. That's fucking sad. It's a Hall of Famer right there, sir. That's fucking sad. Really is. Uh-huh. All right, enough about that piece of shit. What's up for next news? Uh, <laughs> as has become a tradition, anytime WWE moves a TV show, that means Impact is on the move. Once again, they have announced <laughs> that their show will be moving to Thursday nights. Thursday night, Thursday? Yes. So now that Impact is on Thursday, a night when I know you're home, are you going to start watching it, Ginger? No. I have a podcast to record. Impact Rundown? No. I'm I'm quite all right with that. I do not want to go through the agony of those that show. Are they hour or two hours now? Two. Two? Yeah. No. Not worth two hours of my time at all. We need Jeff back. That's what happened. That's what that's what we need. We need Jeff back to take that show and ramp it back up in a few people's faces. Hashtag we miss Jeff. Yes. All right, moving on. Uh, one of the few things we wanted to talk about related to last night's episode of AEW Dynamite was the announcement. Did you, ha, have you heard this announcement, Ginger? Probably not. Okay. Uh, if you liked Ms. and Mrs., get ready for the latest idea that AEW has stolen from WWE personalities because, beginning soon, Roads to the Top, the reality show starring Cody and Brandy Rhodes, hilarity sure to ensue. Will you watch, Ginger? See my background? That's my yes. face. People listening cannot understand that joke. It's the my milkshakes guy. Um, wow. 
Does it bring all the boys to the yard? No, God no. Makes oh. them run away. Okay. Uh is that on that that's on TNT, correct? That's the only place that will put these people on TV, so yes. <laughs> Talk about forced. I believe I, I, I can't remember who uh brought this up in our little text chat, but Circle Jerk. Yeah, Circle Jerk. It's a big circle jerk too. Um Ever increasing. Are you trying to make people hate yeah, you? Ginger Ginger is somehow always the pivot, man. I don't understand how this works. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, shit happens, man. Uh, take one for the team. Why are they trying to do this? Because they're attention whores? I don't, I don't understand it. So now, you got... What, what don't you understand? They like money and they like attention. Oh my god, it's so bad. Like, I, I can't wait. Oh, tell me it's going up against Miz and Mrs. Oh, I have no fucking. Oh my clue. god, that would be fucking fantastic because then we can get uh, another ratings war. Let's see if we've got. I don't see a date or a time on this oh article. It's so fucking annoying. It really is. Who gives a shit how they are? I actually find Miz and Mrs. to be somewhat entertaining. I but the, sometimes my guilty pleasure show. But the Miz has a personality that's yeah. suited for that. I yep. don't know that Cody does. No. What's he going to talk about? Uh, his father's old days and when he grew up with his dad and stuff. Like it's like the Young Bucks kicked him off being the elite, <laughs> and he's just like, "All right, fuckers. All right, I'm going to get I'm my gonna, own on show. Your fucking web show. Here's what I'll do. I'll go get a fucking cable television show. Unfucking believable." <laughs> So for those of you keeping score at home, TNT has now gifted Cody the AEW Dynamite, the Go Big Show, and this is what I'm sure is going to be just a colossal shit show. It's going to be a clusterfuck. Absolutely. <sighs> oh, my God. When are they just going to name t- rename TNT and just put it CRT, Cody Rhodes Television? <laughs> it's all that's good. It's what's... It's what they're aiming for. What the fuck? It's what Cody's aiming for, for sure. Oh, my God. If you're that obsessed with yourself, start with a YouTube show and see how many viewers you get. He did. It was called Being the Elite. It worked. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, his style, what he's going for with this style of a show. Being the Elite was popular because it had Omega, The Bucks, Yes, Cody, I'll give him that. Um, uh, and cameos. I, I just, here's my biggest problem, Ginger. Perhaps the least compelling person in the world of professional wrestling to me is Brandy Rhodes. Oh, my God. Uh, I find literally nothing redeeming about anything she says or does. I have no interest in anything about this woman. But she's going to be a star of this show. How many action films I will does she say have? this. I will say this. When you talk about people who have attached themselves to a star, she does well with that. I, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I don't know, man. That's, that's fucking sad, though. Who, honestly, I can't wait to see what the fuck... Just to see him be so upset 
about that ratings draw for that episode since he's so obsessed with the fucking ratings. And I really hope it goes up against Mrs. 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 and Mrs. Because that would just be like, really, man? You're really going for that, huh? Or as Ms. would say, really? Really? My God. It's sad. That That's... <laughs> oh, my God. How obsessed with yourself do you have to fucking be at this point? Good God, man. <sighs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> I was just going to let you keep going. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. That, that's not worth any more of my time. Actually, you know what? I would have rather spent more time on the Great Kali than that segment right there. What else we got for news, Jason? I'm sorry. I'm just on. Oh, Twitch no, it's messing. okay. I'm, I'm on Twitch messing with the AEW guys. Anyway. Oh, uh, you're a dick. I just asked Sal how that dick is. Anyway. uh <laughs> The uh, last piece of news I have is WWE-centric because the story came out this week as people started to notice, uh, watching things on Peacock, that there were certain things that had been removed. Ah, I'm glad you're bringing this up. Peacock has now admitted they are removing offensive moments from past WWE shows. Uh, They said they are doing it with the full blessing of WWE and notifying them of everything that is removed. Uh, It's probably going to be a long job for them. Um, So... So far, some of the things that they have removed, uh, WrestleMania 6, Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown, of course, the infamous blackface uh, incident of Roddy Piper. Um, what else did we see here? Uh, the, that was, the Vince McMahon. Yes, Vince McMahon Booker T, uh, where he called John Cena my N-word. Um, they have, uh, let's see... Which of course they uh, they banned Hulk Hogan for using, but that's yeah. can do it. That's fine. Um, apparently, skits with uh, Triple H and Degeneration X and the out. Nation of Domination. Oh my god! Uh, well, they god. did do, they did do that segment in blackface, so you know. Um, but apparently, many many more things are coming soon. So if they edit out the podium speech from DX, that's bullshit. Well, I mean, they weren't in blackface for that, so... Well, still. Like, this... This is so fucking annoying. And I said it in my feed, I said, you know... Nope. We can't... We we have to have it so... You don't see the mistakes that they made in the past. Nope. Never happened. I don't like see, we're, this. See, we're, we're going we're gonna to disagree on this. That's Listen, I, I, I know. And I kind of got that from the feed but you know it's god i'm trying to think of how to word this but it's basically just like just let it happen and then if somebody comes across it like blackface understandable okay completely get it but the vince mcmahon thing just beep it out it's that simple don't just completely cut it off Except that it was, it, it had no basis to the storyline. No, it, it didn't. Was, it was that segment was simply there so you could get the comedy reaction shot of Booker T hearing Vince McMahon use that word. Exactly. That was the only reason that segment existed. I know. So it's not, it's not damaging anything to take it out of there and 
it's something that gets that word off that you got to remember peacock is is an nbc product it's they have a certain degree oh, yeah. that they want they so they have a certain type of um thing that they want attributed to their shows their network they want their names attached to yeah uh, and bombs is probably not something they want their name attached to, and I can't say I blame them. Uh, if anybody, if WWE had a problem with it, they should have kept their own network because they had to know what they were getting into with NBC. Yep. Um, you know, it is what it is. So I, just um, hate it. I fucking hate it. I've spent a week, not a week. I've spent probably the last several weeks dealing with people who can't understand the difference between books that are marketed to children and rap songs that are marketed to adults and why one needs more oversight than the other um so i i've sort of been in this debate for a while now um listen if something is geared towards children or at least something that is known to attract a large quantity of young children to it Mm -hmm you do need to go back and look and see what you're exposing those children to. Now, I don't necessarily know that it's going to cause any kid to do anything they shouldn't do, other than the fact that you're sending the message that it's cool and okay to do blackface. And there are a lot of black kids who might have issue who might have issues come up in their lives as a result of that of their white friends thinking that's okay. And that's sort of the thing. It's like when people talk about, well, Dr. Seuss books aren't offensive. If you go back and look at the books that they actually took off, right? That they took off themselves. By yeah, the way. that's another. It wasn't big Common misconception, yeah. right? Um, the racial stereotypes in those books were pretty heavy, over the top, yeah. pretty pretty bad, and geared towards mostly people of um, Asian or um, African American persuasion. And I can say. If I was sitting in a room next to an Asian person and that book got opened and I saw and those pictures were there and I would I would be very uncomfortable because that's not how I would want my race portrayed to young kids to think mm-hmm. that that's how you should view and draw and and think of us and and there's nothing wrong with that. We talked a lot when Kofi won the championship um, about how until that moment we didn't really understand. Until that MVP Shad Gaspard video, we didn't really understand mm-hmm. what representation, the impact that representation like that could have. What we're seeing right now is people advocating for representation on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, a very negative, bad, damaging representation that we're just trying to make go away. And that's fine. Uh, people go back. All of, a lot of the Tom Sawyer books were rewritten and edited to remove things that shouldn't have been there. And it's not on the author because they were writing it in a certain period of time. Yeah. And you know what? The world changed. We evolved. We became more sensitive to the fact that there were people who didn't really think this was something they wanted read to their kids in school. Understandable I don't think with, a that. with that. I really don't have a problem with that. So, so the, the thing that I. It's a simple, because I'm not sure if it's available on Peacock, but is there a parental control? I, I, I haven't gone through the Peacock app. To I see. haven't gone through it enough to know, and I don't usually turn those on, so I wouldn't look for it. But uh, Yeah, so, but I mean, it, for kids, yeah, like, you know, probably 
You're talking about swears. I think that's an entirely different oh, ballpark. Yeah. Feeding into racial stereotypes. Yeah, no, but no, it's especially it's, in the world today when we're talking about all the racial unrest going on. I think the last thing you need to do is to glorify. I'm not saying glorify uh, it. Don't or even even acknowledge really stupid fucking things that people did in the past like but, that. But now you're bringing attention to it. Like the, the the so again, like I said, the blackface, no, like that, bad. But verbal and such, like it's it, I, I'm, again, I'm not saying this is okay, but a simple warning or a warning label, uh, that they, I believe they have they had on WWE Network when they had the um, NC17 rating or whatever the fuck it was, uh, TV14, TV14. You're also you're also. Comparing and contrasting Vince McMahon's standards of what's acceptable to NBC Universe, and, and that's the thing. That's that's why I'm like, like, and, and I haven't looked, but I wonder if Trish Stratus barking like a dog has been. Oh, wrong. I'm sure that's gonna get taken right the fuck off. I'm surprised that wasn't. Shit. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that's not the fucking first thing that. And, was and let's be up. real, all this shit's gonna live on on YouTube forever. This isn't gonna make it go away. Yeah, well, this is just. This is just going to take it off of the streaming platform. I was going to say, so now... It's the content now. Does that give Peacock the right to take that stuff off, or NBC to take that stuff off of YouTube? I mean... Because technically they own the rights to it now because it's on their network. I mean, potentially, but it's one of those deals that's never going to be gone. Yeah. I mean... So, but I I don't know, like... Since there's some really fucking bad shit, but... Put a fucking warning on it for the TV 14 shit. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I just, I, I think <sighs> if it bothers somebody and it doesn't hurt you in any way, then just get rid of it. It doesn't cost you anything to make another human being more comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. I mean, if if it's if you're talking about you know, changing history or damaging somebody else's perception, then that's a different ballgame. But if we're talking about, you know, removing Vince McMahon calling John Cena an N-word, I don't think anybody's getting anything out of that other than laughing at the cringeworthiness of it. Yeah. And I think if it bothers somebody and that's all we're getting out of it, then it's okay to just say, you know, this was a fucking colossal, stupid fucking thing. I'm going to move on. I, I, you're talking about leaving something there that could educate or better somebody's opinion of something, um, and I don't think that's going to happen from anything like this. So, you know, it's sort of like, and I know people, another thing people went up in arms about was the whole Aunt Jemima thing. Did you ever give a fucking second thought to the picture on that bottle until somebody said something about it? No. No. So it didn't affect you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And as a middle-aged, middle-class white guy, it didn't bother me either. But if a black person is bothered by it, removing it doesn't change my enjoyment of the syrup at fucking all. <laughs> oh, the syrup's delicious. And, and one of the things that I, I've enjoyed sitting back and watching on social media over the last few years is a lot of people I know, a lot of white people I know, telling black people what they should and shouldn't be offended by. Oh, my by. God, it's so fucking bad, dude. It's like you you don't get to do that. Like, no. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Uh, like, just you know. But uh, yeah. in that aspect of things, like it's 
it's just fucking like she was being with Auntie Mama, she was being celebrated on that box. Like that was a it wasn't like they were putting her on the box to laugh at her or the syrup bottle, whatever the fuck it was. It was celebrating what she did. So I don't understand why that turned into a thing. Okay, so uh, there was a movie that I used to actually that that was came out years ago, Johnny Knoxville, that I used to watch called The Ringer. Yep. Um, it involved him um, playing as pretending a, yeah. pretending to be uh, mentally handicapped in order to win a medal in the Special Olympics, um, and it portrayed other mentally handicapped people. Um, it, it really personalized them and made them, you know, um, showed people that they're not, um, God, what's the words I'm looking for here? Um, that their limitations don't define them, yeah. that they really are. Like, and that, that message is good. I think we can find a way to get to that message without having Johnny Knoxville play up into all of the stereotypes, negative stereotypes of what a mentally challenged person is. So if you want to tell me that that movie shouldn't be shown on TV anymore, I'm fine with it. Yeah, there was some positive value to the message of the movie, but in order to get to that, you have to sit through something that's going to be very offensive to a lot of people. (laughs) And I I think we can get away with that. I think we can do away with that. See, my favorite part of that movie is when they call him out on his bullshit. (laughs) Right, no, and like I said, I I understand that there are segments of it that could be uplifting and and seen as positive, but at the same time, there's enough there that would be very offensive and damaging to people that... Yeah, like, I, the, the first, like, 20 minutes of that movie is pretty fucking bad. Is it is it, wor- it is upsetting and degrading and denigrating people um, for that first 20 minutes, half hour worth what you get out of it at the end? Or is it just something where we could say, you know, we're going to find another way to set a positive message about this without the negative part? I, I just have one question. Yeah. When the fuck did we get ice cream? I don't know. <laughs> for the record that is a line that i still use to this day like, yep so Ugh. but that is a fantastic movie though i, I that and you scratched it in broad daylight <laughs> um i also quote uh oh my lanta as well <laughs> love that line but anyways yeah like it, it listen Am I, was I ever going to go back and watch, you know, Vince say the N-word? Probably not, unless I did some podcast that I never have time for. Um, was I ever going to back, go back and specifically watch Roddy Piper vs. Bad News Brown? Probably not. So, I mean, I, I don't understand the outrage, but at the same time, it's like, I, but but you're not. That, that's what I'm saying, though. You and I are not emotionally connected. Oh yeah, no. Negative no. stereotypes of a race don't apply to us. No, hundred percent. So, no, we're not going to be offended by it. But no. we don't have the right to tell other people that they can't be. Oh yeah. And that's that's sort of the larger point. Is if somebody is, then get rid of it. 
It's not hurting anybody to get rid of that. No. Your your life is going to your your viewing experience as a fan is going to be in no way improved by watching Vince McMahon drop n bombs. No. Nope. And for a young black child, it might enhance their viewing experience to not have to listen to it. And that's all I'm saying. Gotcha. Hundred percent. Okay. I feel like we got way too serious and deep on this shit. So let's yeah. uh, let's try to bring it back. And talk about some NXT. All right, let's do it. Uh, well, Sal, Sal still has not. Um, is he no selling you? He, I, he still has not answered my question. <laughs> what a do dick. you want me to ask him anything for you? Um, yeah, how's that dick? <laughs> uh, so after you're done with that, uh, we're, we're not doing ratings corner anymore. It's we we've. Rep- Repeatedly said the same thing every fucking week. Uh, so, but I will say, uh, Troy, before, before little, little thing about ratings here. Uh, I want to find the fucking picture that Troy sent. Um, Kenny Omega tweeted out uh, back in December uh, of last year. He said, uh, this must have been about an event or... After tonight, there's something really bothering me, a question I wish I knew the answer to. Why do all of your favorites completely fail to move the needle? I feel bad for you guys. Oh, did, did you see this before I posted it? No, I didn't. It? I okay. didn't. Uh, and <laughs> in an article that – was it you that shared this? That, 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 yes. that yeah. sir. Yeah. Big Stick shared. Um, Impact Wrestling garners lowest audience of 2021 featuring Kenny Omega's return. Yeah. Heavily advertised return. Way way to fucking kill your own fucking question, sir. That's amazing. I'm sorry. That's just a fucking... That's a karma slap right in the fucking face. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's so funny. Makes me chuckle. That's sort of, it's sort of along those same lines, of, and we talk about it all the time. Don't build a gimmick around getting a particular response from an audience because mm-hmm. if you don't get the response you're looking for, you look like a dick. <laughs> and that, sir, is what Kenny Omega currently looks like. Yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a great look for him. No. no, no. Well, Jason, uh, are you ready? Yeah. My motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the NXT Rundown. We start with last last week's replay of Cross going fucking ballistic after Balor accidentally bumped into Scarlet. Motherfucker. Uh, then we see Adam Cole arriving with security guards escorting him into the building. We go to the CWC, and Dak and Rack are in the ring for their match against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Uh, we then get the... Un- Good. So, so Raquel and Dakota didn't get an entrance, so Zoe Stark could get hers. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, still, Zoe Stark is probably at most in NXT in need of new gear. Yeah, she's got Dino Bravo uh, symbols on it's her It's just like generic wrestler number yeah. five gear. Yep. It's 
She doesn't. She doesn't even have her fucking name on it or anything. Like, just do something. Up your game, girl. You're on TV every week now. They're clearly building you to something. Mm-hmm. Spend spend a couple bucks and get some gear that makes you stand out a little bit. Shit, I even had my own fucking personalized gear for Christ's sake, and I'm piss right. poor. <laughs> yeah. And jerking the curtain on indie shows. So <laughs> she's in the WWE. I mean, well, she's curtain jerking on NXT, so that's somewhat. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, she's jerking the curtain. You were jerking the promoter to get on the show. But um, anyway. <laughs> hey, I pulled my fucking shit to at least get yeah, you one. You pulled his fucking spot. shit, too. Oh, uh, gross. <laughs> we get the announcement that on night one, I, I think it was announced earlier, but uh, they bring it up again. The main event of night one of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I do like the fact that they are putting the women as a main event spot on night one, I think that's a very nice little touch. I mean, they main evented takeover in your house too, so I mean it's not like it's the first time for women True. in NXT. No, but I, I this is a pretty big one because it's a fucking WrestleMania weekend, and it's actually to me an easier one to do because you have two nights, yeah. so you don't you can do that and still have Finn Balor. It's not like you're oh, putting yeah. them on over Finn Balor. Like mm-hmm. the takeover in your house one, they were on over the heavyweight championship. Match. Yes. That, to me, is a bigger deal than this. Okay. And to be fair, this was one of the matches we thought would main event night one. Yeah, one of the fucking 15. It was one of the said. every match on the card <laughs> that was suggested by main event night one. Uh, Zoe and Raquel start the match. Uh, Raquel screams at Zoe in the corner after overpowering her, telling her, You think you're stronger than me? Uh, Zoe then hits two knee strikes in the corner, but Raquel takes over with a clothesline. Then a tag to Kai and an assisted double, double stomp gets a two. Uh, Matrix by EO after she's tagged in, then rolls Kai backwards, then hitting a basement dropkick, which felt like that basement dropkick, like Kai was waiting for like 10 seconds for that to fucking happen. Yeah. Uh, Kai is trapped in the corner, and Io tags Zoe, and she delivers a brutal running back elbow in the corner. Looked real nice. Dak and Rack hit the assisted go to kick, and Zoe almost lands on her face. That could have ended up really bad, and that gets a two count. Uh, Io gets the hot tag, hitting a shoulder block, a flatliner on Kai, then a roll-through double stomp to Raquel, followed up by Meteoras in the corners to Dak and Rack in opposite corners. EO hits a moonsault off the top to the outside to Raquel. Uh, get back in the ring, and Zoe goes for a pump knee, but Raquel catches her into a single-arm powerbomb. Raquel thinks to herself, "Man, eh, that wasn't enough. She hooks her up again into the single-arm powerbomb. EO gets on the apron, but Raquel's like, uh-uh, not happening. And while she's holding Zoe up, gives EO a big boot off the apron, Delivers the one-arm powerbomb and pins Zoe for the three. Nice. Uh, Raquel and Io come face-to-face, and Io turns around and takes out Kai, but turns around into a big boot from Raquel. They go to the outside, and Raquel single-arm powerbombs Io onto the announcer's table, and it does not break. Yeah, it's like the, after that whole Tony Storm thing, they were like, all right, we're going to make these things nice and sturdy. And they went a little too far in the other Holy direction. Holy shit, that looked like that fucking hurt, because her back landed directly on a fucking tablet. Yeah, Oof. yeah, it didn't look good. Oof. And she looked like she was hurting for certain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hurting for certain, she was. Uh, thoughts on this tag match? 
It was all right. I mean, it was it was not. There were some spots, obviously, that that weren't quite as clean as you'd like them. Mm-hmm. Um, Raquel came out looking dominant, which I think was ultimately the end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my question coming out of this because. Sure. We, I think, were both pretty certain that this takeover was going to be sort of the crowning moment for Raquel uh, to, to defeat EO for the mm-hmm. championship. Do you feel any different coming out of this match? Because they made such a concerted effort to make EO look weak um, and sort of less than Raquel. And typically, almost as a way to paint EO as the underdog so that when she wins at takeover, it's a bigger moment. Also, I got I, I for the first time of late, I had reservations if Raquel was ready for this spotlight. Mm-hmm. Watching this, she just didn't look as comfortable as I've seen her in the past. Uh, uh, I don't know if you got that vibe. Uh, a little, I'll, I'll say a little bit, because um, I feel like like they. I don't want to say move past her because obviously that's not the case, but I feel like this push that Zoe is getting right now is like kind of making Raquel look. Well, Zoe's getting a different push. Though. Zoe's getting a push without ever winning a match. She won her first one. <laughs> she won her jobber match, yes. <laughs> and then she's lost every time since. Yeah. Um, the next week, I think it was against EO. Oof, that was a rough one. Yeah, that was not good. No. Uh, so, um, I thought Zoe looked great here, though. Yes. I think no, this was uh, one of her better yeah, performances. Yeah. Again, last week she looked good. This week she looked good. So maybe. And I love the fact that they're having her lose regularly to sort of save up when she starts getting on a roll and winning. It's going to mm-hmm. mean something. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I almost wonder if they're not sure who they want to win between Raquel and Io. I, I honestly think they, they're not 100% sure. But maybe I, they're not ready to pass the torch just yet. Yeah, yeah because uh, Raquel looked fucking amazing in her match against um, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, and at War Games. And, and at War Games. They made her look fucking super dominant. Yep. But this one, it was kind of like, well... We're gonna... But there's a difference between looking super dominant in a match and carrying a division. Facts. Because, I mean, what, she, she fucking, what, debuted uh, but, over a year and, like, three months ago or something like that? Well, I mean, longer than that if you count the May Young Classic. But, okay, yeah. Uh, but I will say this. This was far and away the best women's tag team match on this episode of NXT. We'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. So, moving on. We go to a camera footage recording, Kyle O'Reilly's training session at uh, Henzo Gracie uh, training facility. And I thought it was a nice touch that they had that little bell on the door that dings when people walk in. <laughs> That's the bell to let you know you're about to get your fucking ass kicked. Because <laughs> someone's walking in? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I always envision like uh, I, I always wanted that thing to be like rigged up with a thing so that as soon as the door opens and he walks in, it's like, baby. Oh my god! You don't have to say the first part. Like he walks in, and then it's baby. Oh my god! No. Uh, so Kyle's training, 
And in walks through the door, Adam Cole. Are you ready? I'll take it. Thank you. We got that out of the way. And Kyle immediately double leg takedown takes down Cole. Ground and pound, but they're split up. But before Cole leaves, he irakes the shit out of Kyle and walks out the door. I thought the irake was kind of like, what the fuck was that, dude? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, boy, I'll tell you, Cole took a nice fucking bump for Kyle on that double leg takedown. Holy shit. We always say, and we've said it multiple times, you always bump harder and you always hit harder for your friends. Mm-hmm. 100%. There you go, Troy. Uh, so, moving on, we then go to O'Reilly entering the secu- with security, a.k.a. Christian Casanova, and some Making other Making his NXT debut. Yes. Uh, Dinner Time walks up and asks what his thoughts are on Mr. Regal's comments about later tonight. Uh, but before he even answers, poor Roderick Strong walks up, saying, After everything Cole has done to us, we need to go out there and kick his ass. Kyle replies, there is no more us. This is between me and Adam. Roddy then like goes full on puppy eyes, looks really upset after that comment and says, Roddy says, both of you can go to hell. Well, that's because Roddy knows now he has to go back to the I'm a good dad gimmick. So, you know, um, Kyle O'Reilly definitely made a fashion choice here. <laughs> um, that was definitely a choice he made uh, with the <laughs> with the jean vest, with the jeans, fuck the yeah, t-shirt with the little, little animal fur on the top of that jean ve- jacket vest too. Dude, or am I imagining that? It's a Canadian and tuxedo, the, uh, brother. And then the faux hawk to go to just complete the image. Fuck yeah. Uh, I get the feeling like he got up in that morning and walked over to his closet and said, fuck, all I own is Undisputed Era t-shirts. I can't wear that shit. And just grabbed, like, the one thing that he had that wasn't Undisputed Era. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. Uh, let me talk to you. L.A. Knight cuts a promo about his match. That is up next. Great sneakers. Boy, I, I. Did you ever have a pair of LA Knights growing up, Ginger? No, I didn't. You're probably a little too young for that. Yeah. So. LA Knights were a big thing when I was a kid. Okay. Nope. Don't recall. Look them up, LA Knight sneakers. They used to light up. Okay, cool. Cool. I like light ups. That's like the only types of shoes that my kids have owned. There you go. <laughs> like Naomi? No, oh, God, no. No, way better than hers. Uh, so, I will say this, right? By the way, I, I forgot. To, I do have a great story to tell here. One second before we before we go to this. Okay. So I was having a conversation with my son today, and he made a comment that was a little off color. So my wife was like, you can't say that stuff. Because he's still 11, he's still learning this stuff. He's like, you can't say that stuff, you gotta stop. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, you don't even, she's like, you don't really even know what that means. What did he and say? He's like, I, I'm not, I'll tell you after the show. Oh, okay. But, right. uh, but she's like, you, you don't really even understand what it means when you say it. And he's like, 
I listen to I listen to Twat Magic. I know ever I've learned everything I need to know from there. <laughs> so thank you, Troy. <laughs> uh, hey, parental advisory. You actually asked me the other day, Dad, what is semen? Oh man. And it wasn't even the rundown. It was a it was a fucking true crime podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. Semen was found on the scene. And, oh my god. Yeah. So there was a bunch of naval officers just standing there watching. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. <sighs> Good God. I've got balls of steel, sir. So, we go to the back for a promo from Jordan Devlin. And all I care about with this promo is that he says he's going one-on-one with Kushida. That's all I care about. Didn't care about anything else in this fucking promo. I was like, yes, we get to see Kushida. Did you remember that they wrestled before on NXT? Mm, No. Yeah, way back. A while back. Was it in Cruiserweight? Classic? No, it was when Devlin first came over. Really? Huh. Interesting. Uh, Why the fuck don't I remember that? That's so weird. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways. Bronson Reed versus L.A. Knight. Knight pokes Bronson in the forehead a few times and then gets a big chop for doing so. Knight goes for something uh, off the second rope, but he gets caught into a big power slam. I thought that fucking power slam looked fantastic. Yeah, it did. It was almost like a snap power slam, like the Randy Orton style, but it was after he caught him off the ropes. It was really good. Yeah, it was... was, he took it almost like as if he was giving a... Um, uh, okay, you know what? I take it back. You probably didn't see it because it was from a house show. I must have seen footage of it somewhere. Oh. Okay. So I remember watching the match, but it must have been... No, I, it was when, when Devlin was the Cruiserweight champion, so it must have been either... Okay. Yeah, somebody must have posted the video online and I watched it, but yeah, so... All right, well, now I don't feel as stupid. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sure I'll find another way to adjust that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, the power slam, it was almost like he was, uh, LA Knight hit like his own Panama sunrise because of the bounce effect. It looked fucking fantastic. Uh, Reed is in control for the first, I'd say four or five minutes till he gets hot shotted on the top, top rope. Then Knight hits a slingshot, so slingshot shoulder tackle to take control. How did you feel about that? Slingshot shoulder tackle? Taking out colossal Bronson Reed. Eh. Some big guy's gotta go down every now and then to sell it. It's fine. Okay. Alright. Um Knight hits what Wade Barrett called a knee trembler that bust Reed's mouth open. Basically hit him with a fucking running knee, caught him good, and Reed started bleeding. Uh, super indie spot where Reed charges into the corner. Knight moves. Knight then hits a jumping neck breaker. Indie 101. You did that in spot. Impact a lot, actually. Oh, no, it's a super indie spot, though. I feel like you see that at least once every fucking indie show. Uh, Reed hits a charging belly bump 
tonight to end his little fire spot. Uh, Reed attempts choke. Reed attempts a choke slam, but Knight reverses it. Uh, hits a cravat knee strike. One goes for clothesline, but it's reversed. Then <clears throat> spins him around, delivers a spinning choke slam that looked really nice. It was almost like um, Big Show's or Paul White or the Giant style choke slam. I liked it. I thought he I thought he did it very well. He did. Uh, Reed goes for the top rope splash, but Knight. The tsunami. Sorry, tsunami, as Wade Barrett would say. Uh, Knight attempts a superplex, but that's not going to work, and he gets headbutted. Um, so he gets knocked off. Uh, charges, leaps to the top rope only to get pushed off and gets a tsunami splash, and your winner is Bronson Reed. Interesting choice for your winner. I literally wrote, wait, what? Yeah. Why? I don't know. This made this made no fucking sense whatsoever. I, I was hoping you could explain this to me. Yeah, I don't fucking ask me because they made LA Knight seem like this huge fucking deal. And what is second match in he fucking jobs? Clean, nonetheless. To Bronson Reed, who listen, I've been on the camp that I like Bronson Reed, and I, I think they've put a lot into him. <clears throat> That said, he's starting to remind me of like I don't you weren't watching NXT back then, but he's starting to remind me of like a Bull Dempsey type, where it's like it's this big strong guy, and they'll push him a little bit, and then they'll stop because he's not quite championship material, but they want him to be big and strong, so they'll have him get wins over guys that are probably better than him, just so he can look like a a factor when they put him into a match. Mm-hmm. That sort of feels like what Bronson Reed's becoming now. Yeah, it really kind of sucks because I feel they could... I don't understand why they won't go with Bronson. He, he really hasn't had a bad match. No. I mean, all... all he, he also hasn't really had, like, an oh-my-God match either, though. Uh, he, the, They've been solid matches. So Yes. Uh, I thought he did pretty well in the uh, North His American one with Gargano, I think, was pretty good, but... Well, yeah, that's that's a given. But I will say he, he was... I thought he looked fantastic in the ladder match for the North American Championship... Yeah, I mean, it's easy to look at it, look, look at that in a train wreck, though. Yeah, true. More on that kind of match later. Sorry. Yep. And we then go to an x-ray from Danny Birch's shoulder injury. Uh, separated Bye-bye. Shoulder. Then it is announced that we will have a triple threat tag team match consisting of MSK. The Grizzled Young Veterans, and a team that, in my opinion, is deserving of the spot, Legato Del Fantasma. Isn't this what I said last week? Uh, no, you did not call it a triple threat match. You just no, said it was going to be MSK versus Grizzled. I think I said you could throw Legato in there, though. I think I mentioned him when we were talking ah. about it. But in any event, pretty much what I said would happen. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, and that will take place um, on night one of TakeOver, Stand and Deliver. We go to a highlight package for Walter, and we find out that he is going to kill Drake Maverick later. 
<laughs> Scarlet is coming to the ring with Cross, and he's taking on Oni Larkin. So how did you feel about this before you saw the match? I was looking forward to it, actually. Okay. Why, what's up? How did you feel? Because obviously you asked me because you had a specific feeling on it. I say this as somebody who's a fan of Oni, Mm -hmm. but I felt like, why are we doing this? He hurt his partner. I get that, but it sort of feels like for a guy who's about to face Finn Balor for the championship, this seemed like an interesting stepping stone, um, which if done one way would be fine, but the way they did it, mm, I'm not sure I liked it. Okay. All right. So let's get into it, shall we? As soon as the bell rings, Oni attacks, but Cross, <clears throat> uh, but Cross hits the buckle, but Oni dodges it and hits a few more punches. Cross just tosses Oni out of the ring and slams him into the boards and tosses him back in. Now, on the other side of the ring, after Oni rolls right to the other side, uh, he attempts a super suplex on the outside, but Cross blocks it and delivers one to Oni. Oni hits some big chops, and Cross sells them really well. Oni goes outside again, and Cross follows him, but Oni charges him into the apron. Back in the ring, and Oni <clears throat> hits a corner drop kick and a back elbow, but on the third attempt, Cross retaliates with a big clothesline. Saido suplex by Cross to kind of take over. Uh, Cross then was tells... It Saido or a Doomsday Saito? It was Saito. Because you just went Vic Joseph on us right there. What? How the... F- don't you... Don't! <coughs> I'll hit myself with the shame bell then. Uh, I just meant that you were banging Mackenzie. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Cross tells Lorcan that he enjoyed hurting Birch. Lorcan then fires up a bit, goes to the corner, cross charges and shoulder tackles the post, then Lorcan delivers a single arm DDT. He hits some big chops, then a face slap, uh, chop blocks, and two running uppercuts, goes for the blockbuster, but cross moves and delivers a big boot, a doomsday Saito suplex, and the running forearm for three. Man, I fucking hate that finish. I don't like it. Mm, I would have covered that last week. It's yeah. just the sort of blah. But yeah. uh, So after the match, Oni just rolls to the outside and is on the rampway. All right, so before we get to sure. the day after the match, let's... <sighs> this was probably one of the most competitive matches that Cross has had since mm-hmm. coming to WWE. And that begs the question, Why? Why is Oni Lorcan, a guy who, up until the tag team run, was a solid mid-card guy in NXT, able to go blow for blow with the guy who's undefeated and is competing for your heavyweight championship? So, I I know this is going to sound stupid, but I, I already said it. He took out his tag team partner. He's filled with I get rage, that. You know what I mean? I understand so, him wanting the match. But Cross should have destroyed him. you got to tell a little bit of a story. The story is Cross has destroyed the tag team champions. 
Exactly. So Oni wants his payback. No, no, no. But I'm saying the story is Cross destroys both of them and then moves on to Valor. I, I didn't. I, I mean, if you're telling me that we're going to push Oni Lorcan as a singles guy and put him in the North American title, fine, great. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, then all you did was take a non-entity in the singles division and have him go blow for blow with the guy who's fighting for your heavyweight championship. True. I'll accept that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I see where you're coming from on that angle. This would be like, all right, so uh, Drew McIntyre's challenging for the championship at WrestleMania, right? Mm -hmm. This would be the equivalent of, geez, what's a good way to put this? Um, Carlito? uh, Who else am I like? Uh, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, there you go. Cedric Alexander going 50-50 with, with Drew. Okay. Going into WrestleMania. Now, I wouldn't say this was 50-50. I'd say probably 35-65. But... 60-40. But it's splitting <laughs> hairs at that point. But <laughs> it, it was more than it should have been. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I didn't mind it. I, re- I really didn't. Yeah, I just I wasn't I, I, I don't know the match itself the work I liked I thought mm. they they were fucking physical as hell I thought they beat the shit out of each other you could see the welts oh. um, forming already but I don't know I just I just felt like Oni doesn't have a profile enough that he should be getting that out of cross okay. well uh, just, would will you feel better about it if they do kind of push Oni as a singles mid card guy I mean maybe but. I don't know. Just, I, 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 to be fair, I gave the same degree of shit to AEW when they had Kenny Omega going blow for blow with fucking Alan Angels months ago, and other people had no problem with that. So, Meltzer mostly. Um, but, you know, I just, I sort of feel like those, the guys that, that go toe to toe with the guys of that caliber should be of that caliber. Maybe that's the old school in me. I don't know. Oh. Times have changed, brother. And that's one of the it's one of the issues, I guess, as an old school guy. I have yeah. I have watching AEW because everybody's on the same level in AEW. Yeah. I mean, Matt Seidel just went toe to toe with the heavyweight champion Kenny Omega. You know, I watched the Varsity Blondes and one half of Top Flight. You know, go almost fifty fifty with this new group Pinnacle that you're supposed to be promoting as like the next big thing, like. The, the point of enhancement guys or lower car guys in these companies is to make these guys look like a million dollars. I don't care if the varsity blonde, and I like Brian Pillman Jr. I've worked with the guy. He's a good dude. Um, but I don't give a fuck if the varsity blondes look strong. I don't need to worry about that. If I, if I want to heat them up later, I'll heat them up later. But for right now, I want fucking MJF's guys to look strong mm-hmm. at the expense of these guys. Yeah. So. I don't know, that's just always how wrestling no, it, it's a, it's it's how you prefer the booking, that's all. Uh speaking of uh Brian Pillman Jr. You're an old school guy too, you motherfucker. Don't hang me uh, up. Some like things yes, yeah, some things no. Thing. I have a mixed feeling on things. Alright, so so you would be perfectly cool if fucking uh, like you said, uh, Cedric Alexander goes toe to toe with Brock Lesnar. No. Why? There's a huge size difference there. So is there with Cross and Lorkin. Oh, really? Yeah, Cross is supposed to be the big fucking jacked up monster, dude. He is NXT's monster right now. Yeah. And your monster just went toe-to-toe with the pale, 
you know, fucking, he's in better shape now, but he used to be like yeah. not scrawny. No, I, I, you know, I get your point. Not yeah. hugely, but he's it. But you know what I mean? Like that's that was the the visual, and and you said this guy is on this guy's level. Two each. I guess own. I'm the only one. Two each their own. Well, no, there's yeah. only two okay. of us. So how long can we go on with this conversation? We don't see eye to eye on this situation. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Uh Speaking, you, you brought up Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, he tweeted out once he saw that Peacock was editing stuff out and said, none of my dad's promos will be on Peacock ever. <laughs> probably true. <laughs> and then I that, saw a that, funny comment. It said, that one was Stone Cold probably won't be. Well, it's funny because somebody fucking commented on it, <laughs> retweeted it. It goes, yeah, they'll probably edit out that gun and put a walkie-talkie in his hand. <laughs> uh, anyways... Uh, Cross cuts a promo after the match and <clears throat> says, Your actions have malice, tension. I appreciate that. Because I was giving respect to a man that didn't appreciate it. Despite that you are a champion, when I held your neck in my hand, it felt like anybody else's. You see, Mr. Balor, when, <clears throat> when you light the fuse... There's no stopping what happens next. And Balor's music hits. Which I was kind of surprised about, to be honest. But uh, he walks out slowly down the ramp, approaches Oni, and just steps over him, saying, you you took your best shot last week, and I... For the record, for the record, that is how a top guy should act towards Oni Lorcan. Just saying. You took your best shot last week, and I'm still walking. But you're testing my patience. When a man is young, he fights with emotion. Some people call it demons, but it's just emotion. You still fight with emotion. Everything you do is out of reaction, and in those moments, you're sloppy. And in those moments, you're vulnerable. At TakeOver, I'm pushing you to the point, and you have two options. One, you surprise everyone, and you master your emotions. Or two... What I believe will happen will be a repeat of last week, and your emotions master you. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, one, you surprise everyone. You su- ah, what the fuck? One, you surprise everyone, and you master your emotions, or I believe it will happen. Or- Sorry, I fucked up on this. Um, Is that something like I'll take you to the deep water and drown you? Yeah, he goes, um, when they do... I am going to drag you into the deep, cold water, and with no emotion, I will drown you. Pretty good promo. Yeah, um, he's on. He, he's elevated his level on promos. Um, the thing I found most entertaining about this promo sure. is that in two minutes, he did a better job of telling us about the demon character than anybody in WWE did writing for him for three years. Yeah. He explained it perfectly. Yeah, man. And why we haven't seen it since. Do you think we get... I don't know that that mention was by accident. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. His cross certainly seems like the type of guy you would go to it for. Yeah, but, well, yeah, I mean, 
Well, we'll see what happens. I, I think it. I think I, I, you, you're if, right, though, but because I don't think that was not that was mentioned if, for no reason. If they do a segment next week or on the go home show that ends with Balor just getting the absolute shit kicked out of him by mm-hmm. Cross in a brawl or something, I'm gonna think that's where we're going. Yeah, hundred percent. You're welcome, Troy. Uh because because the way Balor even set it up was like when you worry and your emotions get the best of you. So if if Cross does something to really get under the skin of Balor, mm-hmm. that would be the way that this promo makes is foreshadowing us to go. Well, they got one week to do it. Yep. They have next week's episode, and then that's it. Yep. So we shall see. Yeah, for those of you wondering, by the way, we're, we have, we're still ironing out how we're going to yeah. do coverage of TakeOver, because it's obviously we typically record on a Thursday night, and that'll be night two of TakeOver. So, and I'm going to want to uh, watch that shit. <laughs> and some people have, have scheduling issues on Friday nights, and we also don't want to make you wait till Monday or Tuesday and mm-hmm. you know bunch it all in with uh, WrestleMania coverage. It sort of deserves its own thing. So we're, we're, we're trying to iron out a way to do it, so we'll, talk, we'll, we'll let you know as soon as we know. But. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird situation to try and do a fucking whole week's worth of shows and be able to watch them at the same time as we record. So we'll figure wait it till out. Post, wait till post-WrestleMania when we're recording this shit on a Wednesday night. Oh, my God. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> we go to William Regal, and he announces that a 12-man... I still love that every time we go to William Regal, he's got the brass knucks on his desk. It's one of my favorite. On like a little fucking display pillow. So good. Uh, He announced that a 12-man battle royal will take place next week. And the last six competitors will compete in a gauntlet match on night one of TakeOver. And the winner Uh will face Johnny Gargano at TakeOver night two. That's really weird. So six men are going to be there, and then it's just going to stop? I guess. That's really weird. Yeah. That's really fucking weird. Because at first, I thought he meant, like, when it gets down to the six, two guys will start, and then they'll do it. But I was like, and then they kind of explained it better later, and I was like, whoa, what? What? Huh? That's. I mean, it's it's an interesting way to do it, I guess. It's new. It's creative. I mean, I'm not gonna shit on it because I I've never so, seen it. So. So let's run through the twelve guys involved. Sure. You have, Kushida, Bronson Reed, Leon Ruff, uh, Dexter Loomis, Cameron <laughs> Grimes, uh, Austin Theory is in there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You have Roddy Strong, you have Swerve Scott, you have L.A. Knight, Tyler Rust, uh, Pete Dunne, and Jake Atlas. So let's go through and figure out the six who won't move on. Jake Atlas. I am going to say Jake Atlas, <laughs> Tyler Rust. Uh, Bronson Reed. Uh, I don't well, know. I think, uh, that, yeah. I think that L.A. Knight win was for a reason. Um, Swerve Scott. Probably Roddy, honestly. L.A. Knight probably will get thrown out by Reed, so they can sort of continue that. No, Roddy, and, Roddy's not getting eliminated. They're gonna, they want him on a takeover. And Leon Ruff. Oh, f- if Leon Ruff advances, so, oh my god. So I think we're getting Kushida, mm-hmm. uh, Bronson Reed, 
Okay. Fucking Dexter Loomis. Uh, Cameron Grimes. What, who? Cameron Grimes. Who? Cameron Grimes. Cameron <laughs> Grimes. Uh, I already did it once. Uh, Pete Dunn. So then that sixth spot, I could make a case for... Three, four, five. So then you're talking about one spot basically to be decided between Leon Ruff, Austin Theory, Roddy Strong, um, Swerve Scott, L.A. Knight, Tyler Rust, and Jake Atlas. I Austin th- Theory, probably. So here's what I think. I think Bronson Reed is eliminated by L.A. Knight, so he doesn't make the gauntlet. And I, I mean, think, Loomis is winning this, right? He's oh, that, yeah, that's a fucking given. And I fucking hate that. I know, I know you do. All right, uh, let's. Let, if you were to book this, who do you have winning? The the six men winning are, are winning the overall, or the six men. No, who left? do you want to face Johnny at takeover? I mean, I know it's not going to happen, but I think Roddy would be fucking fantastic. But I know it's Roddy would happen. be dead. Um, I want Pete Dunn. I, I uh, yeah, but he he claimed to be the best technical wrestler. It's going to be Pete Dunn. Because everybody says Johnny is, so... Well, did you... I don't think we've gotten it yet, but did you catch the Kushida promo before his match this week? I did, but I... yeah. At one point in the promo, he calls himself the best technical wrestler in the world. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'd, I'd prefer Pete Dunne, but I think that... that I, I think we know where that that's going. It's Loomis. Yeah, Loomis is winning. Unfortunately. But when ha- when was the last time you saw Gargano in a bad match? Doesn't mean it doesn't mean it doesn't. Listen, I I understand your hate for Loomis. It's not my hate for Loomis. You keep saying that. That's not what it fucking is. <laughs> Loomis is fine. Loomis is a main roster gimmick. Yeah. And it's a gimmick that's fucked up because he shouldn't be a fucking artist. They they've sort of ruined all the scariness out of him by making him a fucking artist but um i just like i just picture him with like a fucking beret on either and croissant doodling outside of a fucking coffee house i don't understand that like they need to drop that yeah exactly but i just like yes johnny will be able to get a good match out of dexter loomis Mm -hmm. he could get a match of the year out of pete dunn true or he could get a match of the year out of fucking Kushida or Roddy Strong. So, yeah, you can get a perfectly passable good match, or you could get an amazing match. And I want the amazing match. Well, it's I, not a knock yeah. against Dexter Loomis. Yeah. It's just the fact that there are better options in this battle royal. Absolutely. I, if, if he doesn't win, I think me and you will both be fucking shocked. Yeah. But, uh, yeah... So, I'm not even going to say that. Um, yeah, so if, it, 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 let's go back to the Pete Dunne thing. And how do they set up Pete Dunne and Kushida, and where does it take place? NXT on USA, or at? Probably USA. Yeah. Huh. I think they're at five matches on both shows now, though, aren't they? No. Nope. Nope. They're missing one match. I think it's probably... The last match that's going to happen, that's going to... Well, uh, they're going to add to the women's tag titles, yes, yeah. which we'll talk about And later. that's going to top it off. Yeah. That's going to top it off. I have the whole rundown for both cards that they okay, gave us we'll talk for later. Uh, anyways, 
Let's 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 get this thing moving. Oh, speaking of Kushida, Kushida cuts a promo saying Devlin yeah. has been impressive in NXT UK, and that's why he accepted his open challenge for this week. And he calls himself the best technical wrestler in the world. Yes, which it's the first time we've mentioned it on the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we get Drake Maverick versus his executioner, Walter. Drake immediately attacks, but his body slammed right away. Then powerbombed, and the ref ends it when Walter puts him in a half crab. Thank God they didn't it's even the give Drake Maverick a lick of anything. Why? Shouldn't they go 50-50? Oh, 50/50? stop it. Shouldn't they be going 50-50? Stop. Walter's the monster. You want to bring Drake up to his level, right? This isn't AEW, brother. This This was it done right. This is my point. This is what it should be. Boom, you're fucking done. Oh. And then you question if Drake Maverick is alive. <laughs> I don't think That's... he was after this. Now, granted, I will I will give you that Oni Lorcan is on a more credible level than Drake Maverick. Yep. But this is the formula. Maybe they just didn't want to have those two kind of matches in one night. So, I don't know. But but I again, if you don't want to have those two kind of matches and why I don't book them, don't don't then make the guy challenging for your heavyweight championship look less dominating in order to avoid it. Like I said, in my uh, yeah, we've already hit that fifty times. Um. So when Walter and Imperium go for their pose. Champa's music hits. He gets in the ring, says a couple of weeks ago, I said you intrigued me, and I misspoke. And he points to the NXT UK Championship and says, that intrigues me. I loved that. You know what I want? You know what I want. They know what I want. So what do you say? You and me for the NXT UK Championship at TakeOver, stand and deliver. Walter kind of just shrugs it off, and as he's trying to walk away, Ciampa slaps the fucking shit out of him. But Imperium pound Ciampa down. Bartel and Eichner hold him, and Walter rips off the necklace from Ciampa's neck. And Ciampa kind of looks like shoot fucking piss that he ripped it off of his neck. Yeah. Like... Like, I'm going to fucking kill you. It might have been just... something from his daughter. Or and his I think that's what it was. And I think he was like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so he tries to attack him, but Imper- and gra- or he doesn't even try to attack him. He tries to uh, grab the necklace. Yeah. Uh, but Imperium beat him down some more. And then Walter hits a big chop and says, I'll see you at TakeOver. I have never been excited for a Walter match. <sighs> I'm excited for this Walter match. I think Chomp is going to beat the fuck out of him. And that's sort of the reasoning is because Walter <laughs> can't just take liberties with this guy. No. Nope. If, you, if you're going to go out there and stiff the shit out of him, you're going to get the shit stiffed back to you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this myself. Yeah. And I'm not that I big mean, of a fucking Walter fan anyway. Because no, I, and we but we loved like Ciampa and Thatcher beating the shit out of each oh, other. Yeah. This is going to be that times ten. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be fucking fantastic. 
Pete Dunn saying last week he said he's the best technical wrestler ever. <laughs> you missed the cutting a promo from home where he might as well say, next week will be two weeks since I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we know why he wasn't there. Gee, I wonder. Uh, he dared anybody to step in the ring with him, and he meant it. So next week, he will win the Battle Royal Gauntlet and win the North American Championship at TakeOver. Yep. He won't, but yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But we will... Kushida versus Pete Dunne. If we get that, I'm okay. It, I still don't want Dexter Loomis in that match, though. I know. I know you don't, but sorry, brother. Bobberty Fuckface is bribing Mercedes Martinez to rejoin his brand because Jesse Kamea is injured. Now, she's shoot injured, correct? Yes. Okay. Do we know what her injury was? Was it knee or arm, shoulder? Uh, she tore her hole. What? Tore her hole. She tore her anus? I don't know what she named it. Okay. Uh, so Bobbert <laughs> hands her an envelope, and she agrees to team with Aaliyah against Poon Shots. But she ex- expects the other half of the money after the match. Bobbert sells this great, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, I'll get you. Mercedes walks away, and he asks Aaliyah, do you have any money? <laughs> It's like, I'm broke. That was all my money. What do you want me to do? I fucking hate you, Bobbert, but your Tony Khan gimmick allegedly is it's working for you. We then go to Gargano pacing fa- back and forth. Um, he says to the cameraman, follow me. You're going to want to see this. He storms into Mr. Regal's office. Brass Nunks sitting right oh, there. Oh, you missed my favorite part, though. It was such a subtle little thing. I loved it. He goes up to the door, and then he makes like he's going to punch it, and then he pulls back, and then he makes like he's going to kick the door in, and then he just opens it by the way. catch that. Damn it. Yeah, it was great. That's fantastic. Um, like, he full-on winds up to kick the door in, and then just opens the handle. <laughs> uh, so... He storms in, and Regal immediately stops him and says, Do you wear that championship everywhere? Johnny replies, Yes, I wear it everywhere, because I'm the champion. That was that was a fucking takeoff, and who was it? Who did they do that rib to? The Big Show. I'll bet you that was actually... So when Big Show first won the WCW championship mm-hmm. from um, Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. and it's a famous story, they convinced him that because he was a champion now, he had to wear the belt everywhere so, oh to advertise God. for the company. So he walked through the airport wearing the championship belt, and everyone crapped on him. Oh my! I'll God. bet you that was a knock. That was a shot at Big Show. Now that he's gone, yeah, and he's fucking knocking WWE, the money that the company that made him millions of dollars. Uh, Johnny then. Talks through the match stipulations for the number one contendership and proceeds to ask Mr. Regal if he's cuckoo bananas. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, hot. before we continue, hold on. Uh, well, all right, let, let me, I'm sorry, let me, let me finish this. Uh, how is that fair to Johnny 
Uh, he will only have 24 hours before he has to re- he has to wrestle. He doesn't know who he's going to wrestle. Good God. Uh, Regal says, well, you're Johnny Takeover. Johnny replies, Johnny Takeover deserves better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be a big deal for you, so why don't you go study all the competitors? Johnny storms off and tells Regal, I'm not shutting your door. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about this little quirkiness from Johnny? I know you kind of, you didn't like it at first, and it slowly wore on you. How do you feel now? No, no, I I think it's done, again, we can go back and sort of rewrite history, but what I actually said was that I didn't like the personality change because it didn't change his results. Now his results have changed, so it's okay. I'm I'm more okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I love it when it's the little subtle shit like I mentioned with the door where he's just like so worked up he can't fucking decide what he wants to do and he's so flustered like that shit to me is funny when you get into like therapy with the Garganos and dinner and it's like eight skits in an episode it gets to be a little too much except for the Christmas one because that was fantastic I think he's better in smaller doses with more subtle jokes and humor alright NXT Women's... Although, although it's true, nobody wants to be therapied on. No, absolutely not. NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Bobber, Brand, Mercedes, Martinez, and Aaliyah versus Poonshots. <clears throat> so, so, every single morning, I wake up, and one of the first things I do, I, I go to the bathroom, and then one of the first things I do is I open my back door and I let my dog go out. And every morning, my dog takes a big steaming shit. And it's more entertaining than this match was. Man, this is fucking awful. Uh, the Luthez off the top, I think that's what fucking shots he was going for, looked like dog shit. Um, there's the, the fucking... The only thing that was somewhat innovative, but it took fucking forever, was the wheelbarrow... By Mercedes, and Aaliyah hits the reverse sling blade. How was that? Hmm. That's the only fucking thing. And that's sad because that came not from the women's tag team champions. This match was so bad, it made Mercedes want to rejoin Retribution. Oh my god, I don't blame her. (laughs) I don't fucking blame her at this point. Because this match was was the drizzling shits. And it made me want to die. Dead. I, I don't know that it made had that effect on me, but I did not enjoy the match. This is what the crowd was doing. <laughs> My favorite part of this was we got we got another Beth Phoenix. Did True. you catch the Beth Phoenix we got? Uh, I caught the ass end of it. Okay. At one point, she's talking about Aaliyah and Mercedes, and she says, they've been a tag team team before. <laughs> she had a couple things um she did the whole she did the same thing she does every single time because robert stone does the spot where he throws his shoe and every single time she does it honestly who throws a shoe like okay we get it you like austin powers okay cool <sighs> you know austin powers is fucking ed- one of edge's favorite movies oh so. absolutely you know it it's, it's totally edge's type of humor <laughs> If you've ever watched the Edge and Christian show, that's not a question. No, absolutely not. 
It's got to be his all-time favorite. It's up there. <laughs> uh, and by the way, can we just talk about this finish for a second, too? Oh, okay. Um, Poon gets a hot tag, hits fire, ending with a pop-up powerbomb. Uh, Pin gets broken up by Martinez. So, go, go ahead, because I only got... I only so, wrote down so Aaliyah's on the floor, and she gets in the ring and crawls over to the corner to put herself into position to stand up in the right place to take the eclipse. For an awful eclipse, by the way. Yeah. I Which hate is that not Ember's move. fault. No, was, I, I hate it. But that, that was the setup for it, was she crawled into mm-hmm. the right spot and then just stood up in the right spot. It was just terrible. It was a mess. This is fucking bad. Awful. As another podcast says, the drizzling shits. What podcast is that? Um, uh, fucking Brother Love. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've used that line all the time, so I was curious. Yeah. Uh, I haven't listened to that show in a long time. I haven't either. I stopped yeah. after I saw him live. I stopped after it started to go three hours an episode too yeah, much. That's true. Yeah, too. Uh, so we go to Roderick. I say it's this episode will go three hours. Go ahead. Roderick <laughs> Strong is in the back packing his shit in a very angrily way. And a man that is a very entertaining part part of NXT as of late, Cameron <laughs> Grimes, comes in. He says, it's been a tough couple of weeks for you. And to be honest... It's taken pretty hard on me, too. The Undisputed Era has done so much for the business. Such a shame that it ended like this. But what it doesn't but it doesn't have to end like this. Just think, all the intellectual properties that Undisputed Era has, if you let Cameron <laughs> Grimes buy that, I can take it to new heights. Roddy stands up. Cameron says, yeah, that's right. Get excited about this. Just think all the t-shirts, the new logos, the socks. We could do armbands. Cameron continues to push ideas, and Roddy just punches him in the face and walks out. Simple as that. How bad for Roddy? <sighs> Roddy's like the orphan kid nobody wants in the divorce. That's how kind of how they're playing it, though, too. What do you fucking do with him now? He doesn't really have the charisma to stand on his own. That's why he's perfect as a guy in a group. I don't know. His, his promos. And what do you do with Bobby Fish when he comes back? Oh, my God. I, I don't know. I don't see Fish coming back. I, I really back. don't. He'll be back. He was back a couple weeks ago backstage with them. If he wasn't coming back, he wouldn't have been on TV. You don't remember when Phil Finn Balor burst into yeah. the locker room yeah. for the tag team thing? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're kind of fucking... Maybe it's just strong fish, and I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'd be okay with that. I need more good tag teams. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out when he comes back. So, you know, it's it's definitely... It's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out with Cole and uh, O'Reilly, which we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, Poon shots is in the back, celebrating their victory. And they're cut off by Indy Wrestling and Candice LeRae to set up the match between the two teams. Probably a takeover, but not announced. Yes. 
the question is, will that match be better than the one we had on TV? It this fucking week? better be, because if not, you're in deep fucking trouble. Night one of the NXT- also, if Dexter Loomis wins on the same night that this match takes place, can Indy focus, or will she be slipping on all of the the juices she is dropping all over the ring? She's gonna be slipping, slipping, yeah. sliding. She's got quite the thing for Mister Loomis. <laughs> so night one of NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver will consist of the number one contenders gauntlet eliminator match. Eliminator match. For the North American cha- No More Contendership of the North American Championship. Uh, the NXT Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Match consisting of MSK, Grizzled Young, Vet- Grizzled Young Veterans, and Legato. And the NXT UK Championship Match, Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter. And the main event of that evening will be the NXT Women's Championship Match between Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez. Night two will consist of the NXT North American Championship match, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship unification match, and the NXT Championship match. And later on, we would find Colin O'Reilly. So night two has four matches, right? Uh, so night if you, two. If you add Colin one, O'Reilly. Two, three, four, yeah. So there's still a spot there. And mm-hmm. how many do we have on night one? Uh, night one, you got... Uh, triple threat, uh, the Eliminator Gauntlet, the Tag Team Championship, the NXT UK Championship, and the Women's Championship. Okay, so, so you have four there. Yeah. Now, I would assume the women's tag match is going on night two, so they split up the two women's matches, so they're not both on the same night. Okay. So that means you're going to have one match available for night one, and that would seem to be the spot you would put Dunn and Kushida if you were going to do that. Yeah. Because, my God... This is, I will say, this fucking card is really good. Stacked. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And considering the fact that the first night is on USA, what match are you most looking forward to in night one? Night one, honestly, now I'd probably say the NXT UK Championship match. Okay. See, for me, it's either that or the tag title match. Okay. Yeah. 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 I just want to see Walter get the shit kicked out of him. He's going to win, though. I know, but because we all know what's going to happen here. Yeah. <sighs> are, you, are you suggesting that a certain Toothless Wonder might make his return to NXT at TakeOver? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a sad moment. Do you think Killian Dane, too? Because we saw we saw Alexander Wolf recruiting him. Yeah. Maverick was running around saying he can't find him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just going to make this a huge faction of Imperium. They're going to make it fucking big. Why not? Well, you got no undisputed era anymore. Also, I don't know where Alexander Wolf is. He's he was here for a couple weeks and now he's gone again. He's gone. He went on he went on scouting missions. Unless he's hanging out with Pete Dunne, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, night two. What is what is the match that you're looking forward most to? Oh, Colin O'Reilly. Yeah. Okay. And it's not close, really. No. <laughs> Which do you think is the better night, honestly? I mean, 
man. Because I could make a case for night one. You can make a case for both nights in reality. Yeah. You really can. So, because uh, you get that triple threat tag team match, and then you got Ciampa and um, Walter, plus the well, gauntlet match. Know, I think the gauntlet... Sorry, go ahead. Let's keep going on the show, because okay. something that's going to happen at the end of the next match is going to add something to that card, True. too. Jordan Dev, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event. Ding, 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 motherfucker! Jordan Devlin versus Kushida. Baby. <laughs> Yurinagi in a standing moonsault by Devlin gets a two. Pretty quick in the match. Kushida blocks a hip toss, but hits his own. And a cartwheel. And a basement drop kick to finish. Uh, Kushida then starts to go to work on Devlin's arm. Devlin on the okay. A- can I can I just because uh, it was it was around this time that Beth Phoenix says because they're arguing back and forth between the announcers about who the rightful champion should be or whatever, mm-hmm. and Beth Phoenix says Devlin is constantly defending the title while Escobar doesn't. So clearly Devlin's supposed to be the face here. Um, a quick look at cage match shows us that Santos has five title defenses. Since June of twenty, uh, June twenty seventh, huh? Devlin has six title defenses <sighs> since January twenty fifth, not counting house show matches. And Devlin is currently wrestling in a non title match. So uh, where does Beth get the? Uh... Now granted, Devlin got shut down by the pandemic. I'll give you that. But and some other things. But I'm not sure where Beth gets her facts from. Just saying. He has defended it more. By one match. <laughs> uh, no, because she said... Oh, sorry, yes, Devlin. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. yeah by one. So she's not uh, wrong, technically. <laughs> I mean, he had five extra months to do it in, but yeah. <laughs> um, Darby Allen's like, man, you're not defending that title uh, often enough. Jesus. <laughs> uh... Devlin is on the apron, and Kushida attempts a baseball slide. Devlin jumps up and immediately hits a springboard springboard moonsault, landing on Kushida. And that spot fucks with me every single time, because I'm afraid somebody's going to not be in their place. Yeah. Great spot. Great looking. The timing was on, but it just fucking freaks me out. Um... Shot for shot, and Kushida gets the upper hand and hits the hand... Handstand back elbow, then a big punch followed by a PK to the arm, then a running single arm bulldog. I, I think you meant a soccer style Fuck kick. off, dude. <laughs> Kushida goes for the hoverboard lock, but Devin, Devlin immediately gets to the ropes. Uh, Kushida charges the corner, Devlin jumps over, and then hits the up and over cutter for a two. Cutter, I barely know her. <laughs> Both men on top, and Legato come out to observe. This distracts Devlin, and Kushida slides under and hits a handspring kick. Then a superplex rolled through into a falcon arrow, immediately into the armbar. What a spot. Yeah, that was amazing. 
And why don't you tell me I tell so many dad jokes on this show? It's all good, man. I'm a dad, so I don't mind it. Uh, Devlin <laughs> gets to the ropes, and Legato pulled Devlin outside, but the referee does not see this. <sighs> Devlin runs past Legato. Yeah, he ends up at one point with um, Mendoza and Wild, stuck between Mendoza and Wild and Santos, who's come out at the top of the ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets back into the ring. Kushida charges. Legato get on the apron, and Kushida hits the handspring back kick. Devlin Take, does... Taking out both of Legato. Yeah. Uh, Devlin does a roll through with a... O'Connor roll with a bridge, and he gets the three. Okay. I fucking love... All respect and all, all, all props to Jordan Devlin in this match, because here's the thing. Two spots particularly stood out. Okay. The one where he goes for the Devlin side, but he can't do it because the arm was hurt. Yes. And then the O'Connor roll with the bridge at the finish because he goes to bridge with his hand, realizes he can't, and has to hold it with his neck while he holds his arm Close in Close to his chest, yep. That was some amazing selling by Devlin. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's an art that is missed in this sport now. So much. Go back to my comments of WWE Rundown where I said Edge sold his fucking ass off and people need to go watch it. But yeah, uh, fantastic job. I I enjoyed this match. It, I felt like it. I understand that they wanted to do a little build between Escobar and Devlin. I but I really want to see Devlin and Kushida go at it again. I I was very impressed with this match. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, so Kushida is pissed off and does a front flip plancha onto Legato on the outside. Uh, then gives a little bit of a chase to Escobar and he kind of scurries off a little bit. Uh, then does a front roll off the stage onto Wild and Raul taking them out. Escobar gets in the ring after this and they clearly gives no shits about his teammates. Doesn't give a fuck. Uh, him and Devlin talk shit to each other, and all of a sudden, dun, 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 ah, Sean, ah, Shawn Michaels music hits. It's exactly what it sounds like when you come, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't say a word. Walks down to the ring. <clears throat> and for once... I beat Jason in a prediction, and Sean pulls a ladder from outside and slides it in the ring. <laughs> Go me. Go me. Uh, I I actually enjoyed the fact that Sean was the one that did this. Because Sean was in the same fucking angle. It was fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It was the right person to do it. It wasn't just randomly. We mentioned it last week because the two yeah. Intercontinental titles, yeah. there was some continuity yeah. to it, yeah. 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 Hence why I did I beat Jason and got a prediction. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I don't know about beat me on a prediction, but that's okay. Hey, can I just bask in my glory for a minute? Sure, go for it. Thanks, appreciate it. I wish I had Keith Lee's drop in my soundboard. Uh, so, how do you feel about that being added as stipulation? I think one match had to be a ladder match, and to me, it's either this one or it's the tag team title match. Okay. Um, and I would have been fine either way. Okay. Um, 
but this one's fine. This is good. And then yeah. you can keep one guy strong without who loses because yeah. he doesn't get paid for submitted. So. Yeah, I, 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 I've really enjoyed it because, I, I like you said, there, there was reason for both, either match to have it, but I feel this one's better because it has the better story going for it. Um, now, the... I forget which takeover it was, but this happened before with the tag team championships and it ended up in a ladder match, correct? Uh, uh, the Viking Raiders, when they got called up. When they, when they vacated the title. Yeah. Street okay. Profits won it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fatal four-way ladder match, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Street Profits, Undisputed. Undisputed. Era. Lorcan and Birch. Who was number four? Oh, man. Don't look it up. Listeners, do us a favor. Tweet or post on a Facebook or comment on this, and please tell us who the hell it was. I'll remember it before then. No, you won't. Shh. <laughs> oh, gosh, I shouldn't say that. Got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I've, I've... I think I've said this on this network here before ladder match is my favorite match my favorite gimmick match love it yeah yeah definitely one of mine too i just sometimes it feels a little overdone but you know it's okay love it then my guess would be i think it's probably trips favorite match as well because we get a lot of ladder matches in nxt um but yeah, I'd... so now, which card are you looking more forward to, Jason? Ah, uh, still say night one. No, okay, all right. I think I think night one. Okay. Although night two, I... yeah, you it's know what? so I'm tough, really, dude. <laughs> I'm really, really looking forward to that uh, Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly match. So I think I'm gonna go with that. Okay, so night one. Yeah. Or is it night two? Did they announce? Yeah, it's night two. It is. Wow, I'm yeah. I'm honestly surprised they would put that. And no offense to Finn and Cross, but it's gonna overshadow that. Yeah, yeah. that that's that's why I'm kind of surprised. Listen, I all the respect to the ladies, but in my opinion, Kyle and Cole should have headlined one of the two nights. Yeah, because this, uh, okay. this is a big build. So they show Kyle. They show Kyle O'Reilly walking to the ring, and then they show no, I don't. And then they show Adam Cole walking to the ring, and as he's walk, as he walks up to the entrance ramp, Shawn Michaels. You've forgotten who the fourth team was. Shawn Michaels is walking back through the curtain, and they have a little stare down as we go to commercial. What's that going to lead to, Jason? I don't know, but like I said, I don't think they do stuff like that for no reason. So, um. That was there very specifically. Unless... Adam Cole also said at one point last week, I think, or two weeks ago when he did that promo in the ring, he said, Undisputed Era is not dead. I just got rid of the dead weight. Mm -hmm. So that led me to believe that Undisputed Era is still going to have some sort of presence in NXT. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if he's coming back with another group new guys in the in Undisputed Era, and maybe Michaels is sort of the figurehead, the J.J. Dillon, if you will. Okay. Oh, well, 
don't know, man. I just I don't I don't like second installments of groups. Yeah. Never works. Yeah, depends on who's in there, I guess. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So, we come back from commercial, and Cole and O'Reilly are in the ring with Mr. Regal and four security guards. Christian Casanova and three other guys. <laughs> um, Regal says, this is ridiculous, and it's gone to the boiling, gotten to the boiling point. <clears throat> so bad that you've gotten the police involved. Mr. Regal then places a contract on the table and says, this is the resolution to your conflict. In the co-main event of NXT TakeOver Night 2, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in a non-sanctioned match. Adam says, all right, so I took down most of their promos, so I'm going to go ahead and read them. Adam says he had a revelation. He realizes that he didn't need the Undisputed Era anymore, and the Undisputed Era was holding him back. They, they bought, he, he, yeah, he bought into that. Maybe the Undisputed Era was about brotherhood. It was never about that. He watched Kyle fail twice, not once, but twice for the NXT Championship. You try to have Finn Balor join the Undisputed Era. It all makes sense to Cole because deep down to Kyle's core, he is nothing more than a lapdog. Kyle is more comfortable being on the sideline. That is not Adam Cole. He is the greatest NXT champion, and he will never be on the sidelines. Kyle, do you even think you would be in the WWE without me or even be successful? The Undisputed Era would have been nothing without Adam Cole, and Kyle O'Reilly is nothing without Adam Cole. The only person that doesn't know who is going to win at TakeOver is the lapdog sitting across the table from me right now. Cole then signs the contract. Kyle says, we didn't care who had, who we had to step on to become successful. We will forever have heat with the general manager. We have a locker room full of hate, but we didn't give a damn who was footing the bill. You do realize we will forever... <clears throat> takes... I uh, sorry, I will forever take some accountability for my actions. Actions. Looking me in the eyes before you kick. What the fuck did I write here? Jesus, cravity. Um. <sighs> Baby. Yeah, basically. Holy shit. You always look a man in the eyes before you kick his teeth out. No more sneak attacks, no more four-on-one, no more bullshit. Since coming here to this place, you become a better, you became a better person. Became, we became better wrestlers, better fighters. We became champions. We became stars. One of us became a better person. I, a better human being, Adam Cole, is just some asshole. Ooh. Good Lord. He walked, I walked into this place three and a half years ago. I keep forcing myself to really tru- truly believe that the last three and a half years meant nothing. The Undisputed Era meant nothing. Forcing myself to really truly believe this because of any part of me thinks for a second that one day you and I could be cool again. Maybe one day we may go out for beers. I won't do what is necessary to put you down for good. I sold my soul for the Undisputed Era, and I want it back. 
You are an insecure prick who uses friends, and that is so cold. And somehow, I'm not surprised in the least, but let me tell you something, Cole. Not one single person is going to be surprised when I beat you into a pulp for the first time in damn near four years. And I sleep like a baby. He signs the contract. Cole says, go ahead and sign your death warrant. Kyle throws a pen at Cole, and security guards hold them back, a.k.a. Christian Casanova and three other guys, as they're face-to-face screaming at each other as we go off the air. (gasps) So we get a lot of contract signings in WWE and NXT. How do you feel about this one, Jason? Uh, Cole was tremendous. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought Kyle was very good. Um, oftentimes with these things, it's very contrived. Um, the thing that has made this so good is that it feels real. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done an amazing job of convincing you of the, the, whenever you have people who have a deep personal relationship and then they have this, this type of a, a falling out, those always make my favorite storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they conveyed that story really well here, so I really enjoyed it. This made me... I was already looking forward to this match to begin with. This made me want it so fucking bad now. <laughs> like, I'm looking so forward to watching these two beat the holy fuck out of each other. Um, I hope it's not a fucking pre-record. Um... Or a th- theatrical match, so to speak. I hope it's a legit match that do live. Yeah. On uh, at the time we're watching it, I want to see that. I, I don't want to see that other bullshit. Um, these two, I have a feeling, are going to have just an overshadowing of the NXT Championship match. Yeah. I, I mean, you said that earlier. I, I, so, so do you think the idea that they're going with the unsanctioned thing gives them the out to put this on last? Like, because it's unsanctioned, it has to go on after all the sanctioned matches. Oh, ca- kind of like a lights out match. Yeah, we've seen that before. <sighs> well, and Regal did say co-main event. Yeah. See, I, I just, I feel like. If you try to put Finn and Cross on after these two, it's going to really hurt their match. Yeah. yeah. I think they're much better suited. To, and I understand the notion that the championship should go last. I get all that. I understand it. I do think there are certain scenarios where there's a story that mm-hmm. overshadows the championship, and I think this is one of them. Yeah. Like Kyle said in his promo, these guys dominated the scene for four years. You know what I mean? Like This has been a super popular group that... It fucking it exploded and it's fucking right. this is the it's a great fucking story. Yep, hundred percent. So, well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, that was the NXT rundown. Uh, Jason, if you had ten fifteen minutes, what are you going back to watch? Poon shots Pro- match, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I would watch Kushida and Devlin. It was, okay. it wasn't takeover worthy, but it was definitely entertaining. And anytime I get an HBP, HBK appearance, I'm there for it. Oh yeah, HBK Mark, huh? Always lifelong. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, as 
I know you're gonna. Fuck By the me. way, have you heard the criticism that some people level against NXT now, For which what? is like every everybody's out there trying to have the Shawn Michaels match now. It's like fucking good. Why the so, fuck wouldn't so, you? So sorry, you mean everyone's out there trying to have great matches all the time? Yeah, good. Where is this being said? It's it's certain circles. Oh my god! By AEW people. What? I know. I know. I know. Goddamn cult. That's exactly what they are. <laughs> Fucking cult. Um, I know you're probably going to hate this, but I'm going to say Cross and Oni Larkin. I enjoyed that match. Ugh. Okay. I know. Story like I said, there's a difference. The match itself yes. was good. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, you didn't like the story of it. I didn't like the per. I, I didn't think it accomplished its purpose. I got you. Understandable, brother. I got you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you giving us a listen here on this Friday morning if you're at work or you know over the weekend if you're taking a nice long drive. We appreciate it. Please don't forget to check out rundownwrestling.com. Check out the archives. Listen to our old shit. It's fantastic. It's tell, Ginger which, tell Ginger uh, which team he's forgotten from that ladder match and uh, yeah. rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Yeah, please do. I'd love to hear. Because I ain't going to look it up. I'm too fucking lazy. <laughs> Again, thank you guys. We appreciate you. We love you. Why don't you send us on home, Jason? Uh, I guess that means we will NXT you next time. Oh, yeah. Bye. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one, with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit RundownWrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect. This has been... 
a Rundown Wrestling Network production.